Hey guys, and welcome to Sounds Like NYC episode 61. Uh, we have here a uh, director and photographer based in New York City, uh, originally from Delaware. He spent uh, five years creating images across various formats and platforms. Please welcome Michael Hennigan. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. What's up? Did I get that name right? Yeah, yeah actually, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, normally, like. I always have to ask because I always like feel like I, I fuck up. Yeah. You'd be surprised with. I don't know, back when like telemarketers used to be a thing, the different pronunciations that we would get when I was a kid and like answering the phone, it was like, you're not even in the right ballpark. I'm not going to get my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. So um, how's this year been with, with, you know, kind of like your work as, as a photographer, as a s- cinematographer and just like, yeah. your own media company? Was that like a... Was that like something that you started this year or like has it been in works for a while or? I think I've had the Instagram running for a year now, Um, maybe a little bit over. I guess I like it hasn't started making money until pretty recently. Um, It was hard to kind of focus on it to get it off the ground because like the other jobs that I was getting paid more. So I had to focus on them because I was like, I'm not going to turn down money that I have coming my way and projects <laughs> that I want to work on. Um, and then now that like when COVID happened, I like really revamped my website. Um, I started like posting more on the Instagram and got that going. Um, and I've actually gotten, and actually in the last two weeks, I've had like two pretty big gigs where I've had to um, hire out other editors and stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked for what's going on right now. And I'm hoping to keep that momentum going. So how does something like that get started? I mean, it can't be easy to, you know, just out of a whim, start your own media company. Uh, it's not easy. I mean, I have, I guess I have like a lot of the skills being, I shoot and edit and then can also direct. Um, definitely lacking in the the producing department. I'm not a very organized person, but it was just kind of something that I had to like do in order to, to get this going. Um, so like the first couple of shoots, I was just like, in the dark on, you know, making call sheets and all that, uh, trying to plan out like how long each shot was going to take and everything. Um, but once it got going, I mean, there's definitely a lot of like cold emailing people. I think the first couple months of COVID I spent like three or four hours a day, just, just scrolling through Instagram, trying to find brands that I thought I wanted to work with. And then like figuring out who at their company I could email, writing them an email, like thinking of an idea, and then sending it into the void and not hearing back. So it was like... Well, just like us, basically, yeah, because that's fun. how we found you, I believe. Like, like okay. if you go on, like, you know, Instagram and stuff, and we're just searching for hours, just, like, people that, you know, we can, like, interview and stuff like that. So, I mean, the grind is real. Yeah, I think that's literally <laughs> what it is. Like, you just kind of have to grind it out. And then I had, like, one project right when I started last year, and that woman has actually... Uh, hit me up a couple times. So it's been like a repeat client. So I guess that means I, I did a good job the first time around. Nice. Um, and then now it's starting to take off. Like I shot like three live performance music videos last week. Um, I'm hoping to get like a commercial. Well, I'm like talking to a, a CBD company about making a commercial for them. So Ooh. things are starting to happen. Um, I feel like having an actual website that I'm happy about um, has really helped that. So um, it, are those like music videos? Like um, what's the name of the artist, if you don't mind shouting them out? Yeah. So this is their, I guess a classical folk band. Um, they're based in classical Vermont. Yeah. It was actually like the music was really good, man. I, I had never listened to that genre um, and was 
super impressed by these these musicians. Uh, they're the band is called Ruckus. I think it's just R U C K U S. Um, but like they were so talented. Um, the vocalist was like, I think he's a trained opera singer. But then when you do folk, you can kind of you don't have to like hit the notes perfectly. Or I don't know. He was trying to explain it to me. I didn't understand, but I was blown away by them. It was it was cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Uh, so kind of, let's like, let's like talk about, you know, how you like started your career. Like, um, did you like start, start off, start off your, um, your career in uh, New York city or was it back at home in Delaware or like, how did you find your bearings in New York city? As well? Yeah. So I actually, my first like media, I mean, the first like year out of college, I was a waiter cause I was so afraid of like not paying student loans <laughs> off. So <laughs> still working on them though. Um, yeah, I was like, <laughs> absolutely terrified of missing payments or whatever so i just like went out and got the first job i could i actually took like a really big pay cut to go get my first media job and that was at nfl films um i was like lower on the totem pole than an intern i was just like nobody wanted to talk to us i was a seasonal employee there uh but i got paid to essentially watch football um they wanted to go back dude no it was awesome like i'm i I like football it's not my number one sport but uh I, i could i could get down with it um so we were like there was a team of like 10 or 15 of us and we would go, it was like the 1992 and 93 season or something. And we had to just clip out each individual play from every single game. Cause they were trying to like backlog all the games that they had on tape and uh, like just put them into their system. So they have this crazy search database where you can like type in a, two teams that played each other and find literally all the plays. And then you can be like passing play, like amazing catch or something. And it's like, you can find whatever play you want. Yeah, it's wild. So that was like my first job. Um, but then having that on my resume, anything else that I applied for, everybody was always just like, oh, tell me about your experience at NFL Films. So that really launched it. Um, and then my first job in New York was a, at a soccer media company called, it started as Kick TV, changed their name to Kick, and then changed it to Copa 90. Um, the US branch is no longer with us, but they're still alive and kicking in London. And that was like, an incredible three years of my life. Um, I essentially got paid to travel the world and make documentaries about soccer teams. It was pretty freaking cool. Been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally I went to like ten different countries. Um, like, uh, yeah, I I really can't say enough about that job. Like, it was so much fun. It was stressful while I was there, and like, obviously, you're just grinding. I'm I was still very new and wasn't quite getting paid what I wanted, but the experience that I got from that was like, it's, it's still with me today. It, it helps me in every job that I have. So nice. I really owe my career to that company. I think <laughs> what jobs are you usually look for. Um, it's, it kind of changes actually. So I would say like my bread and butter right now is documentary work. Um, I shoot a lot of like doc style shows, whether it's like a reality TV show or like, uh, I actually kept working with Copa 90 after I left. Um, just because like the producers there liked me. And so once I went freelance, they were like willing to hire me back. Um, so I worked with them a lot. Um, I've shot like a, a UFC, I don't want to call it a documentary, but it was like doc style for uh, the guardian. They did like a exploration into toxic masculinity. Um, Iman Amrani, I think was the woman's name mm-hmm. who, who was like the host. That was really cool. Um, right now I'm trying to focus more on narrative like work i don't really know why it's just in the last six months since covid like i've just started watching so much tv and movies and it's really 
sparked my interest back to do that again. Like I'd always been shooting films um, like after college and in the last two years really picked that up. But now it's like, I'm kind of doing a full court press on trying to get back into narrative. Um, I actually just landed from LA yesterday um, and I was out there shooting a short film with this uh, director I've worked yeah. with. Yeah, so I saw that. So I saw that you that you made a post about that. Would you would you like talk and kind of like expand on that? Because it was like a twelve hour shoot in the middle of the night. If I don't remember, if, um, if I remember correctly, was that like a different film that you were? That I think that was a different one. Same director actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> he always. I guess he just likes to put me through the ringer because yeah. this one was this shoot we had this week was pretty tough too. Yeah. Um, the one that we did this week, it's called All We Have Left, and it was inspired by COVID. Um, it's like I guess an existential crisis almost. All these friends are having they're having like a party like imagine if you were just quarantined with with your best friends in this like party house i guess uh but they had been like going at it for weeks maybe and you know it's just a a never-ending bender and you know at a certain point it has to stop and then they kind of realize like okay the world's shut down around us but like it's the people that you have in your life that make it important um and and i don't know i feel like that was just a project that I could really resonate with because like my life shut down at COVID and, and, you know, I was just stuck in an apartment, not, not stuck. I was with my girlfriend and we had a great time. Um, so <laughs> I feel like a lot of relationships could have gone down the toilet. We did yeah. not, we, we mean, persevered. I just probably did like go down the toilet. Yeah, I heard <laughs> a lot of like uh, divorces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we, uh, we are still going strong. Um, so I'm, I'm happy for that. We, I don't know. we, we survived. And I think that's a testament to our relationship at least. But yeah, so I definitely, I don't know. I'm really happy with how everything came out. We like, it was just a different script than what I normally shoot, but it was, it was cool. I'm hoping to keep, keep that momentum going. Yeah. Awesome. So, so the uh, 24 or, or the 12 hour night filming or like yeah, yeah. night shoot um, movie was called, or like it's called the uh, audience, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that like, one. Um, like so, how stressful that was, or like what was like what was it like just like doing that? Yeah, that was a kind of a wild shoot. The director, the, the director's name is Teo Mai. He's a, a French director. I shot a, one other film with him prior to the the, the audience, um, and that was like a three day shoot. And you no, know, we we got along. That was our first shoot. And then he hit me up. He was like, "Hey, I have another." project that I want you to shoot for me. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, man. Like I really liked working with you last time I read the script. Uh, it was good script. I was like, all right, this is going to be awesome. Then we start like location scouting. We actually shot it for, um, Soho house. It's like, I don't really know what it, how to describe it. I don't know. Do you guys know what it is? Um, have no, no. idea. It's like a social <laughs> club in New York and they're, they're all over the world, I guess. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like a club. I'm not in it, but he, he was, and they had like a film, um, was called a film club in there and they wanted to make a film together. So I got brought in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we had to shoot it at the, at the Soho house in New York. And like, there was a lot of restrictions and red tape around when we could film because they didn't want to disrupt the members who were like using it and they didn't want us to get in the way or anything. So they gave us like this one room and then we kind of had to move around like based on timing and everything. But we, I think we started shooting at like 6 PM. So and I actually had a shoot earlier that day that was like a job that I couldn't not do. <laughs> so I like went to that shoot and then like went home, took a two hour nap and then had this like rent gear and everything for this other shoot. 
uh, I think we started filming at like six or seven or something. And then we just went until like 9am and (laughs) it's like some, I don't know, man, it's so rough when you're on set, but like when I look back on it, you're so proud of it. Like, I don't know, the the film came out good. Uh, It actually just got into um, a film festival. I'm not allowed to say what it is though. That will be coming soon. Um, It's an international film festival. So that's cool. I, I, I think something that I was, uh, you know, find interesting is like, how do you pick like what clients to work with? Because I know like, you know, e- even when you're starting out, you get calls for people to, who you might not necessarily take on. Like what, what would it take for you not to take somebody on? Um, I think a lot right now at this point in my career depends on my schedule. Um, if, a, if an important pro- or a, an interesting project comes up, then I definitely either try to make them delay the shoot because <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't want to pass it up, but then also don't want to pass up money. Um, so if I, if like, it's absolutely, I can't do it, then I will, I don't know. I'll, I'll make it happen if it's a project that I want to work on. Um, I think I definitely am trying to make it a, a conscious effort into working on projects that, that I feel more um, rather than just like, taking anything on because it's a project. I think at the start of things, I would work on like a lot of free films or whatever. And it didn't, I wasn't like, not not that I wasn't in it because you're there, you want your shots to look as good as possible, but like it has to have personal meaning now, I think uh, for any, especially narrative stuff. Like it, you'll just go the extra step if, if the project you're working on has that there like the one this weekend or this week. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it was, it's like a labor of love. You want to, I don't know. You want to be in it. Yeah. So like, yeah. Um. So, so like at this point, are you doing more kind of like video stuff compared to like photography? Like, have you completely kind of like save like, or like abandoned, you know, doing like photo taking stuff and things like that or yeah at the beginning of the quarantine i was trying to post like a photo a day and then at a certain point i was just like this is too much because (laughs) it's just depressing man like you walk around new york and and you just look at it and like yeah they're cool photos and like this will be a time in our lives that will be looked at in like for the rest of the, the world as long as humanity exists like no one's ever going to forget this they're still talking about the spanish flu they're going to talk about covid yeah. um but uh, yeah i think at a, i was just i kind of had the the realization like where is this going to get me like i like i like taking photos but it's more taking photos is for me mm-hmm. um and then like i'll post them if i want to or like i just have a bunch of photos on my computer that you know i took them or i'll send them to friends if, if like they're in it or something um but then i i kind of had to decide to make my instagram more like professional not that it wasn't because it had like a lot of professionally taken photos but trying to push my agenda forward as like a cinematographer yeah. and you know, get, get recognized. Instagram, I feel like can be a tool to connect people and like trying to find directors on there or anything like that. Just people who, who want to collaborate, whether it's like a musician or anything. Um, I feel like I had to start showing my work off more rather than like, here's a cool photo. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I kind of made that conscious decision. Do you feel like it's harder to tell a story with a photo versus like a video? Yeah, it's really freaking hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, 
I've never actually been paid to take photos. I, I only do that like because I have a camera in my hands and you go on a hike with friends. It's a lot easier to edit 10 photos than it is to make like a three minute video. So it was like a way for me to, you know, still be creative, but not have to take up so much of my personal time to like edit a film. Um, wait, what was your question? I'm sorry. Like, is it harder to, to sort of tell a story with a photo versus video? Yeah, yeah. So because it like, I started looking at all these photos and I'm like, they're not as good as like other people's. And then I realized like, I, I'm so used to telling a story in, in video because you can pan or like, you know, you can cut from one shot to another, but for, to, to do a photo, like you have one frame and it's so hard to capture that one moment. And the, the guys who do it, like any professional photographer is, I don't know. I think they're, they're even more talented. I've talked to people who are photographers trying to become film or trying to become like cinematographers. And to me, because they have that like composition, it should be such an easy switch for them. But they talk about, I guess it's like the tech, more the technical side that they can't get over. I don't know. I just feel like photographers are so talented. Yeah. Yeah. That, so like what um, you're talking about, I don't know if you've been to the MoMA in the past couple of months, but they have this one um, um, picture um, and it's basically set up. I don't know. It's I forgot the artist's name, but I was so kind of like inspired by that by that photo. So so it's a photo taken taken in a very c- cinematic style, and the whole point of it is that it's a it's a picture that tells like a like a like a complete story. So you have to look on the photo and just look at like all the different elements that you see within it and it tells more or less like a like a complete story mm-hmm. i don't like like i like i completely kind of like forgot the name of the artist that did it but like you have to see it to like to like to like truly understand okay how like profound it is yeah I, I like there's so much that goes into creating one frame whether it's like you know you have your horizon and then like leading lines going into the middle and then that's where the focus is like to be able to tell a story in one in one frame is just I don't know I don't have that talent yet. <laughs> one but day with your photos that you took that you took during during like the height of like quarantine and stuff like that, were you just trying to capture space as it was naturally, or were you kind of like you know trying like a, did you have like a certain motive in mind? I think. I don't really like directing people. So when I would like me and my girlfriend would go on a walk at least twice a day. Cause it was like, we're stuck in a 700 square foot apartment. <laughs> yeah. We have to do something. Um, and I would just bring my camera. Cause I don't know. I didn't have any work. I wanted some sort of creative outlet. And I just tried to capture the mood of the city because I, th- I think it was like, I don't know, man, a lot has happened in the last six months, whether it was like the George Floyd protests or like Brown and Taylor, everything like that. COVID, I just feel like there's so much history happening right now and I just wanted to to have like high quality photos of it. Who knows? Like yeah. uh, maybe my kids one day will just be like, Hey dad, what was it like in COVID? And I'll be like, well, here's a thousand photos. I took you. Here's my Instagram. <laughs> 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 yeah, <here's> my <laughs> we'll see. I don't know if Mark Zuckerberg is going to make it that long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, just like, yeah, just like, you know, photo taking and kind of like cinematography are just so i don't know because i'm very like interested in them as well and it's just like very it's crazy how like you know you could like 
create history with a single photo and with a single video, you know, and whatnot. Because we see, you know, throughout time and time again, whether it be like Time Magazine or like just like photos, like like you know, social social media and you know whatnot. Just like people capturing these like profound moments. Is that something that you kind of like interested in doing? Like like um like does a part of you kind of like see yourself as like a like as a like as um recording history uh, there's like a specific yeah i definitely I think there's an element no no there's there's definitely an element to that like i don't know like it would how cool would it be if you know a photo that i took became like the iconic covid photo or, or like <laughs> an iconic photo of one of the protests in new york like that would be awesome yeah. um i think for like when i was filming the protests it was more like i wanted to do something to help people like i i think I don't know. I'm a white male. Like I've had it pretty easy in my life. I, I just wanted to help however I could. So I just gave all the footage. One of my friends works at like a, a news magazine. And I was like, I know you won't do anything bad with this footage. Like if you need it, use it. And he, I think he used it in, in like two of the pieces that he made. Um, so like nothing iconic <laughs> coming there, but like, that would be really cool. I think it's more just also so I can remember it. Like, Oh, remember that time that like New York city destroyed itself or, or like, I don't know. I just think it, it, you're never going to see the city. Like I, I have a photo of, of the um, what's it called the freedom tower. There's literally no one in the photo and you can see like the whole thing. And, like that will never happen again. Yeah. And even now, like we're still, I, I guess, I don't even know if we're supposed to be quarantining. I have no idea, but like, well, anymore to be honest. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> everyone's given up of a situation right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More about mental health at this point because we've just gone through six months of hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how many months. What? When did it start? March and we're March. In, yeah. Yeah. I guess it is literally six months. Wow. Oh my god. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What What were your plans originally for 2020? And like, do you think you would have the same opportunities next year? Oh man, uh, 2020 was supposed to be a big year. Um, I had the best January and the best February, or I guess those are the two best months ever in, <laughs> in my career. Like, those are the two only months. Yeah, the, the only two months. But like, I made more money in both of those months, like individually, than I did in any month in the the last year. Um, and then like, I even took I guess like three weeks off and still crushed it. Like, I was <laughs> wow. freaking busy. And then and it was like awesome. I'm like, wow, this is things are happening. You know. Uh, I, I took two weeks to go out West to film a snowboard film. Like, uh, that was just like a passion project. I don't know. I, I, that's another part of my career that I'm, I want to, I want to do more of. So like the last two years I've gone out, uh, with this group of guys that live in Colorado this year, we drove from Denver to Baker in Mount Baker in, uh, Washington Mm -hmm. and like chilled out there for two weeks. Yeah, it was cool, man. Um, but like we we didn't end up getting all the footage we needed, so we were supposed to go back, and then all this happened. I was in Seattle flying home the day, like two days after they were like, "Hey, our first COVID case is here," and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm oh, in the weird. airport right oh. now." Like, <laughs> let's see if this goes anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but it's crazy. Just like, yeah, yeah, just like life before. Like it seems like almost two different years or two different yeah. times. Oh my god, yeah. Like imagine not having to wear a mask anymore. Like what was that like? Who knows. Yeah. yeah, I was like another thing that got derailed um, that the director I've been working with a lot, he's trying to get funding for a feature film. Um, and our goal was to shoot in November, I think. Yeah, November. And then that's been pushed back till we don't know when. Um, I was just happy to get on set with him last week. Like that was awesome to yeah. be back on set and be doing that kind of stuff. I think he's he's pushing for like February or March. So 
it's more a funding thing right now because we'll just like quarantine everybody and then go do it now. I don't know. I feel like things are calming down yeah. in terms of COVID. So maybe yeah. maybe the world will come back. Yeah. Are there like any like like what is your passing project? Like what is like what is the idea that you have for like for like the uh, defining video or like film of your life? Like like have you been like thinking about that like? like lately like ever like what is the film you want to see come into existence it's that's a an awesome question, question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah difficult question definitely but it is uh honestly i don't think i know yet like i, I want to get into features like that was my goal for 2020 shoot my first feature um i think uh what is a film like i'm trying to give you an example of a film that i would want to shoot like what is what is just an absolutely beautiful film? Um, now I'm drawing a blank because I'm on the <laughs> <laughs> It's not fair. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, I love Martin Scorsese. Like, Goodfellas is probably in my top three. Um, Quentin Tarantino, anything. Like, it would be an, a, a dream to work on something like that. I do actually like indie films a little bit more, I think. Um, I'm kind of angry at Hollywood because they're, like, I don't know. I feel like everything is a superhero movie and I'm not really into oh, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It's run its course. Has yeah, been. like you have how many uh, Avengers movies we don't need anymore? <laughs> I've seen it all. Like, I know that there's comic books that doesn't mean it needs to get produced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what'd you say? No, we just, we just said like Disney needs to make their money. Yeah. <laughs> But like speaking of like that kind of like the current trend that's like going on in Hollywood, like do you have any insight into maybe where like Hollywood will like go next or like or like where would like you like to see Hollywood yeah. go? Yeah, like prediction. I mean, I would love for it to like rewind because I I think the only projects that are happening in America now are like it seems like big budget like superhero films, summer blockbusters, things like that, and to me it takes an incredible amount of skill to still shoot those. And like, you know, there's a lot of acting and visual effects and all that, but like, I, I miss the mid budget, like drama. Like I don't I, I wouldn't even call it a, a mid budget, but like a goodwill hunting, something like that. Like where those films haven't been made in, I don't even know when, like it's been a while. And I don't know. There, there is good films being made, but they're just, I feel like. Far, far and few between. Between. Yeah, like not as much as they used to be. Like uh, the ones that win the Oscar, it's like okay, great, that's a good film. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like we gotta <laughs> we gotta start competing with the rest of the world. Like I think international cinema is doing doing work for us right now, and we gotta we gotta stop that. <laughs> we gotta catch up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are there like any films that? Um, oh, interesting interesting question that I just thought of. What is your most favorite film that has been based in New York City? Hmm. <laughs> you, oh, dude it sucks i'm supposed to watch this other film tonight uh like when we get off the call for yeah. a, it's like a reference film for another one i'm shooting later this month uh I, it's called good time i haven't seen it yet but the guy i don't know if it's even good but the, the director <laughs> referenced it <laughs> i'll get back to you on that um film shot in new york uh, hey, good goodfellas is shot in new york isn't it what's up uh, yeah goodfellas i would assume so yeah I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's my okay. favorite film shot in New York. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how like that's you... just a top three film for me. Like it's oh, it's just so good. I love gangster films. Like they're incredible. Yeah. Awesome. 
I mean, so like, how would uh, you like to like, like, if you had the chance to like film in New York City, just like a, just like a movie or whatever, like, how would um you present New York City? Mm, that's a tough question. Yeah, I like the. It has such interesting lighting because the street lights and like the buildings and everything. I think you have to. It's to kind of enhance the natural light that the city has. Mm-hmm. Um, even just using it as a backdrop, like I don't know where you guys live, but if you've never been to Rockaway, they oh. have the most incredible sunsets. I used to live out there right when I moved to the city. My aunt and uncle, Ooh, nice. thank God for them, like let me live <laughs> in their house for a year rent free, yeah. and pretty much I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. But like over on the bay side of Rockaway, if you look at the city and catch it on the right night, like they like they say that the city lights up in gold, and like it is beautiful. I would love to shoot a scene uh-huh. there. Yeah, it's incredible. Awesome. Anyone listening to this, you have to go to Rockaway and yeah, watch the sunset. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Because we we are out in like Williamsburg right now, so we're like right by the water, so so we get to see, you know, all the bridges and just Word. like everything from like the Freedom Tower to like um, Times Square, just from like Williamsburg. And, like, yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite spots to see the city. Like, in Rockaway, though, it's you're so far back. It's just yeah, like a it, right. dude. If it's like a, a can I curse on here? It's like a. It's like a mind fuck. Like you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like there's literally like ten million. How how many people live in New York City? Like there's whatever that many million people, literally right over there, and I'm this far away, and there's nothing in between us. But I don't know, man. It's it's crazy to see it. Yeah, New no, York's an interesting place. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, it's 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 a city like 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 no other. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Do you ever see yourself moving? Uh, yeah, (laughs) I, uh, I'm like, I watched Entourage like at one point during COVID and, uh, I've always had this idea of like LA, like I love LA. I've been there a bunch of times and like always liked it for work. Um, and then watched Entourage and I was like, oh my God, like these guys are having so much fun. And I don't know, it just looks like the (laughs) life to live. And then I went out there for this film last week. And I texted my girlfriend and I was just like, I love it here. And it's one of the first times I've like spent not in a hotel or something. Because every other time I I would go out, it would be, I'd stay in a hotel and like we'd be shooting nonstop. But I actually had like four days of, we did a lot of pre-production for the project. But uh, I kind of got to see what like LA life was like. And and I really liked it. I don't know if it makes sense because I did just buy a house in Vermont or me and my girlfriend bought a house in Vermont. (laughs) So like that kind of locks us down. Um, But yeah i don't know i I would love to live in la at least for a year just to like know what it's like tick that box like it's it's a different lifestyle i've always lived i mean between delaware and and new york like the same what is it like 300 miles of i-95 i've always lived there i just feel like there's a huge world that i need to go experience and haven't quite i mean i've traveled to a lot of places but haven't lived there and i feel like that's the way you really absorb culture yeah yeah. so what's keeping you on the east coast uh house (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, besides the house. No, I mean, I think we we may if if COVID didn't happen, maybe we would have moved. I don't know. Um, I think I definitely like it. It it is a a daunting task to just like pick up and move. I would I wanted to do it when I was before I'd moved to New York. It was like I was applying for jobs in both cities and and just ended up getting a job in New York, so I moved there first. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, like, and I love it. I love New York. Like, it's it's launched my career i have a lot of friends that live here and i have a lot of family that live here my parents are actually from here oh cool, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. they grew up in brooklyn back when it was uh 
I think a lot more dangerous. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I love New York. It'll, I met my girlfriend here. Like, that's an awesome thing to have. Like, this will always be home, but I feel like maybe I got to go out and, and I don't know, see other places for a minute and then come back. It'll always be here. I mean, as, as long as you feel New York has, has made you a better person, that's all we want to hear. Yeah. Oh my God. So David wants to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, at this point, it's just a meme of myself, but I, I, I don't like any other city. I just don't. Really? Yeah. I, I well, I, I've been to LA like a couple times um, to visit some family because they moved out there a couple, couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've taken road trips from here to, to Mexico. Um, but nothing, just nothing feels the same. Yeah. I do wonder, like, I don't know, the first thing that I, like, we're leaving just for the, for now until we're going to come back in the spring and like, we're going to live in Vermont for a while, but we were like, where are we going to get Chinese food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that. Yeah. like literally in like little town Vermont, what are we going to, I don't know. We're going to be cooking a lot. That's going to be a problem. But like New York is literally the greatest city in the world because anytime you like, Anytime you want food, there's a bodega on the corner open and you just go there. One of my friends from uh, home in Delaware, he, he came up to visit and we went out for like a night of drinking. And I don't know, it was like three o'clock in the morning. And in Delaware, like bars close at, I think it's one. And then uh-huh. restaurants close shortly after at one thirty. So you got to get to the place if you want to get like late night food. And I was like, I don't know, it was like three o'clock. And I was like, Jake, are you hungry? He's like, uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's just, let's go in here. We go in and he's like, so like, what's still available on the menu? I was like, dude, you can get anything. You can get a cheeseburger at 3.30 a.m. And I was like, you can get a cheeseburger at 3.30 a.m. <laughs> and yeah, he was, I've never seen a drunk kid more happy than that. <laughs> wow, yeah. 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 I, I think like every city has its vibe and I don't know, New York makes people tougher. I think it's definitely shaped me as a person because rent costs so damn much money. Yeah, and I've also like, I don't know. I grew up in Delaware, dude. There's like land for days. It, I, I like, I like grew up in suburbia. We lived on. Space is overrated. No, it's not, man. It's nice. <laughs> but like now that I've lived in a New York apartment for the last five years, I can, I could literally live anywhere. And yeah, I exactly. yeah, I Trans- feel like it's, it, it makes you a better person. Definitely makes you a harder person. Like, we're out in LA sitting in traffic. Some dude cuts us off. I'm sitting there telling my friend like, dude, you got a honk at him. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how do you feel like New York has changed you? Um, I'm, I feel like I just became more of an adult here because when I was in Delaware, like before I moved to New York, it was, I lived with my parents. And then the last three months that I was there, I moved into one of my friend's houses. And then like all this other stuff happened with the job I was working at, which resulted in me moving. And like, I, I, obviously I went, I went to college and, and lived away from my parents there. So like, I kind of had that, but as soon as I moved back, I feel like I, I don't know. I went back to like high school me. <laughs> it's just a bad, <laughs> like bad cycle. Yeah. Then this is the first time where like, I'm going to a city. I have to figure it out. Like, obviously I could go back, but it kind of, I don't know. It was like gun to your head, figure it out. And, and here I am five years later. So I think it, it kind of made me an adult and, I don't know. I had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way. Yeah, York, they got learned. <laughs> yeah. New, York, New York City either breaks you or toughens you up. There's only two options, really. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yeah. 
I don't know if you can deal with like a homeless person yelling at you when you've had like the hardest day of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I had, (laughs) I had one dude like cursing me out because I had red hair and I'm like, what did I do to you? You Red hair at one point? (laughs) No, I have red hair now. It's just wet. Like I just took it down. Oh, oh, oh. So I was like, you can't wear red in some neighborhoods. That could be why. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I can't change this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's so funny. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I had a rough day at work, and he's sitting here yelling at me. I'm like, I have no time for you right now, man. But, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Don't you ignore people. Yeah. That, oh, that's another <laughs> yeah, thing. I've learned how to, like, you got the noise-canceling headphones on, and someone's getting up in your face. Like, I'm, nope. Just you walk don't even away. Exist right now. <laughs> <laughs> walk away, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So, um. Is there like anything that you want to like end on? Any like last words, remarks, inspirational quotes? <laughs> oh man. Uh. I don't know if I'm that inspiring. <laughs> nah, dude, you definitely are. You definitely. Nah, are. Uh. I. I guess I'm just happy to to have gotten on this podcast. You guys are pretty fun people to sit here and chat chat with. Yeah. No. Uh, and like, thank you for like coming on as well. Yeah. No. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess that's it. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, um, yeah. So before you leave, is there like any like any like work that you want to like um, have a show like on the podcast, like on the YouTube video, like any like video or photos? Yeah, like wanna... any reel or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, my I have actually I have my narrative. Uh, no, don't show that yet. I have an update. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have like the last time I did my like doc reel was in like 2017. So it's, it's like decent, but my narrative reel is there's a couple of projects that I've shot since then that I like, I even was looking at my computer today, like, Oh, I should be editing that right now. Yeah. Um, especially with the footage from this weekend, but like, or this week, I don't even know what day it is. Um, <laughs> recent projects. Um, or like it's any just, like projects that you, that you want to shout out, like anything that uh, that you've like worked on that you want to like plug in or like shout out. Or, or like um, I mean, I want to plug the movie that we just finished shooting. Uh, that's called What's All We Have Left. Oh, All We Have all Left. We have, yeah, oh. it probably won't be coming out for a minute. Um, the other, oh, the other one, the audience. That was that's my most recent film. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one that just got into unnamed film festival. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, it'll be available online. I don't really know what the the situation is there, yeah. um, but it has a it has a couple. Not yeah, yeah. I would call her a big name. The lead actress in it. Um, she was in, I think it was Heroes. Oh, months. cool. Is that, is that a show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I was really happy with how that one came out. They did a lot of work on the script in the edit, um, but it made it like a lot better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the audience, you guys should check that out at a film festival that you can't know the <laughs> name of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow maybe, oh, maybe, maybe if they follow me on Instagram because I'm going to make an announcement when that happens. So, oh, sure, is that cool. Instagram, yeah, yeah. awesome. M Hennigan, that's my my tag. Yeah, cool. Awesome. awesome. Thank, Thank you, Michael. So much. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, definitely.